1: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
2: Ask
0: yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved.
1: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Ban.
0: Okay, welcome. Saturday, 29 April in the year of our Lord, 2021. We are packed today uh, in this morning show, uh, first hour is going to be on fire, second hour on fire. Let's uh, I want to go. Congressman Matt Rosendell joins us uh, from Montana. Congressman, you were one of the hard six in, in basically making sure that we actually had a process, procedure, rules, everything in the first week of January that really changes the direction of the country. And you were a hard no all the way through, um, no matter what influence came your way, you said, no, I. I I'm not there. But in this in this debt ceiling fight we've had the last week, you actually were a guy that decided to vote for it. Walk us through it because as audience, when they think a hardcore MAGA, ultra MAGA, they think Matt Rosendale. Walk us through your logic. Where do you think we stand now? The Biden regime is already, you know, Politico is reporting. They're stunned that you guys came up with it, they are actually put, prepared to put a bit on the table. So just walk us through where we are and what was your thinking, how you got there.
3: Sure, sure. I guess the real short uh, answer is, Steve, is that uh, this is a lot better than a $1.7 trillion omnibus with uh, 7,000 earmarks jammed in it from the Senate. You know, I mean, it really is. I've been working together with uh, many of the House members, as you know. Uh, that were in on the original fight in the house and with about a half a dozen of the senators for the last just about 90 days to make sure that we could put together a plan and the democrats in the house and the senate really didn't think we were going to be able to come up with anything and so they were already plotting uh, on what they were going to put forward in the form of another omnibus or a continuing resolution to go ahead and and fund some more of their pet projects and, and we were able to craft something that for the first time in probably two decades actually starts taking spending back away from Washington and I'm really pleased with that. I mean there's ba- four big components of the package that we sent forward. Number one it freezes spending at 22 levels. I would have loved to uh, been able to get it froze back at the 2019 levels, I, I just I, I need I need 217 people like Stephen Kay joining me up here, and I don't have that. Okay, so we went back to the 22 levels. We're going to have a one percent uh, increase from that as we look forward. The other thing is the the ridiculous spending that the Biden administration has been responsible for over the two years. Much of that we're starting to claw back. So tax. Uh, credits for the Green New Deal, the 87,000 IRS agents. The $400 billion price tag on what I call the student loan redistribution program uh, is is put back into this uh, revenue that we're going to be able to use to pay bills. And and so I look at this as being able to fund government responsibly. Now, did, did we have an increase for the debt ceiling there? Yeah, and it's one5 do, would I have preferred to to not have a debt ceiling increase? Sure. Would I have preferred to keep it at least under one trillion? Sure. But the other thing that I think everybody needs to to keep in mind is that the debt ceiling is is also capped out at March 31st or 1.5, whatever comes first. And based upon the revenue projections that we're seeing now, we're going to hit March 31st before we ever uh, get close to to hitting the 1.5 trillion-dollar debt ceiling increase that was just uh, sent over to the Senate. And and so that puts us in a position to have another bite at the apple during the appropriation bills process, which is rapidly approaching, and the next time we have to address the debt ceiling. Each one of these times, it is my uh, absolute intent to make sure we claw back more unnecessary and out-of-control spending.
0: Two things. Number one, I want to just go because Dave Walsh, my co-host this morning, he's going to get into the energy side. Part of this and one of the things I said, look, McCarthy's got a different job than we have here. We we can be the hardcore and the dead enders. We can't have any increase at all. Our audience is 1000 percent for that. But McCarthy also went into the Green New Deal and really tried to gut a lot of this radicalness of the uh, of the of the. Uh, Biden regime. Walk us through that, because I'm going to have Dave Walsh do some analysis for us here in a minute about sure. how central this is to the destruction of our, our economy.
3: Oh, my gosh, absolutely. That They have this agenda where they want to force the uh, population to utilize uh, renewable energy. Uh, at all costs. I'm, you know, that that is a major problem, whether we're talking about wind energy, solar energy, or el- electric vehicles. And I talk to power companies all across the state of Montana that simply don't have the ability to provide that. We have to have baseload electricity. We have to have uh, coal-fired uh, power plants. We have to have the natural gas-powered uh, power plants. Uh, I, I know that we've been talking about the Um, the nuclear power plants that right now have become so very efficient they can build a package plant in a plant and and deliver it and, and the way that they're able to recycle and reuse the uranium there's hardly any kind of byproduct whatsoever and and that is the kinds of things that we need to focus on and allow business and industry to develop those and and uh take advantage of their technology and their innovation instead of trying to force i mean i i went to a a, a wind farm Uh, just north of Mile City, Montana. It's got 135 turbines there. And if not for a $30 million rebate that they were receiving from the government, this thing wouldn't even pencil out. The other thing that makes it possible for them to function is that they're uh, uh, backing up the power from a coal-fired power plant, which used to be the largest coal-fired power plant west of the Mississippi in Colstrip, Montana. The environmental regulations have, have forced the closure of two of the four units. And, and so now they're, they're filling this in with, backfilling this with wind energy, which, by the way, is only reliable uh, at peak performance 40% of the time.
0: Uh, Congressman Rosendale, you talked about March or $1.5 trillion, whatever comes first. If when Biden comes back and puts this back in your guy's face and saying, "No thanks, not interested," do you believe the conference, and particularly moderates, get savvy and say, "Hey, we got to come back we, we got to dig in, not concede anything and not just that. We ought to be thinking of more cuts now to get up in the grill because they're never going to compromise on that. What, what's, what's your thinking?
3: I think they are, because we're already having those conversations as part of the, uh, as you know, the 12 bills that are required for the appropriations process. So we are already having conversations uh, across the conference about where else we're going to be able to fund government uh, responsibly and where we can reduce this uh, out-of-control spending that's been taking place, quite frankly, for decades.
0: Will the appropriation process be regular order as you see it right now? They're saying you guys are going to fail on that. We're going to get another omnibus. As you see it today in late April of 23, are we going to go regular order and really get to some cuts there? Or is it going to be some we jammed are. up uh, omnibus bill at the
3: end? Now, Steve, I am absolutely convinced that we are going to go through the appropriations process with regular order, that these documents will come out to the Mm -hmm. House floor. We will have debate. We will be able to amend. And and we're going to have the light of day uh, exposed on all this spending.
0: Congressman Rosedale, how do people follow you? How do people get to you?
3: At Rep Rosendale all of my social media all of my uh, Twitter everything at Rep Rosendale and you will see what we are doing and why we are doing it congressman
0: if it wasn't for you and any biggs and a couple other the real Patriots we wouldn't even be in this position to fight so well nobody would even everyone. know
3: about it if it wasn't for you Steve so we appreciate you sharing our information
0: Thank you congressman I really appreciate that and the Warren posse does too I mean, we God had blast. Biggs on last night. We had Chip Roy on last night. These are, And Chip Roy was like Rosendale. They voted for it. But it was a, a tactical decision to show that we could get something done. And Biden's going to reject it anyway. Real quick, before I go to Philip Patrick, because I want to get uh, – I got to get the, the Philip Patrick's thing here. One of the centerpiece – and I've got the great Dave Walsh who's my co-host this morning. Dave, uh, one of the things was that – and you've been telling people, I say, look, this, this energy plan they have is so radical and so unworkable. It's the centerpiece of the Biden budget all over, and we're actually talking about South Carolina in a couple of blocks from now. But just would you see what McCarthy is trying to go in, and a big part of this proposal is to start to gut where we can gut on the uh, on the Green New Deal. Your your observations.
4: Well, the uh, the, the the Biden program, the um, the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA. Is is the one of the most poorly masqueraded, misnamed pieces of legislation ever developed. It is a, it is a centerpiece of the Green New Deal. It is all about implementing the Green New Deal. It is not about inflation reduction. It is about the massive increase of the cost of electricity and gas and oil to our citizens, coupled with a a massive reduction in the availability of electricity. And I tell you, one of the latest things that's happening um, in contravention. Of the major doctrines policy that the, uh, the Supreme Court ruled on. West Virginia. In respect to the West Virginia AG step forward with a clean power plan, um, which the Supreme Court upheld that the EPA acted way out of scope, way out of bounds in ruling on a matter of public policy, not a matter of environmental chemistry or emissions, which this was not about, but stepped into public policy in mandating the shutdown of coal plants next week. The EPA is coming out with a new regulation that, that violates this to force base load and intermediate duty combined cycle plants. That's all of our gas fired power generation in the country, which is now 40% of our electric power generation is gas fired to be armed with either carbon capture systems, which will cost about a billion and a half a plant. That would be across the country a $550 billion spend on moving carbon emissions, carbon isn't emissions, carbon smoke, through uh, pipelines into aquifers, many of which aren't nearby power plants, or transition to carbon fuel, 100% carbon fuel, or shut down. An en- enormous cost to ratepayers, of either lack of reliability as these plants yeah. close and don't do that or spend the money. So this is next week's effort by the EPA to further this fight on We're going to get to fuel. all that. In particular, we take a state that's going to shock you
0: uh, of what's happening there want to go back to Philip Patrick. By the way, it's very disconcerting. You know, Dave Walsh, when he's in studio with the glass on, it looks like I'm sitting next to Tom Brokow. I'm like the junior <laughs> partner. Has anybody – people have told you that, I'm sure? I've heard that before, No, dude. I know – I know. actually, not well, but I've met him a couple of times. He used to be on Breitbart Radio a couple of times. It's quite eerie. I think I'm sitting <laughs> next to Tom Brokow. God. Um, Philip Patrick, the fight – and you know they're going to come back and put it in our face, and I want to get to yep. why all the central banks in the world – Are are buying gold. But one of the reasons is they control the resources and they see the madness that's going on in the uh, essentially the Judeo Christian West in in Western Europe and the United States. Give me a minute or two summary of where we stand before we go to break, brother.
1: Yeah, look, I I think uh, McCarthy's bill at the moment looks to be a genuine attempt to negotiate. I mean, capping spending at last year's levels is not a lot to ask. $6.27 trillion is a lot of money. For some context, last year was the third biggest budget in U.S. history. So the Dems can whine all they want. This is not austerity. It's barely even a curb on the most outrageous and and wasteful forms of spending. Look, I think at this point, it's the best that McCarthy could do. He's in a tough situation. But to me, it seems like an olive branch. You look at the White House response and you wouldn't think so, right? He's still demanding a no conditions increase. The Dems now leaning on on lobbyists to try and pressure the Republicans. But I think at this point, they're being outplayed, right? The White House is is losing allies fast. We've got the Chamber of Commerce, the Business Roundtable are urging, uh, they're congratulating the House on the deal and urging the president now to negotiate. I agree with you. I think the deal gets rejected. But I think the Republicans are playing this smart for now. So let's see how it unfolds. But it's not an unreasonable plan, and it's not one the Democrats should be fighting.
0: But here's what Rosendale said: because they haven't taken our philosophy of, of, of gutting the Green New Deal and then having massive cuts down, uh, you know, down in the early periods, and uh, and and having the prioritization of payments as cash comes in, that. Right. They're going to, if they accepted this deal, they're going to blow through this. If the trade in five, we're going to have another trade in five mm-hmm. added to the national debt fairly quickly. We're going to be back here in the exact same place. This is my point. Going? We've got to get these moderates to understand that the hardcore way is the way that it has to be. And here's what we have to do we've got to save the republic, we have to save the US dollar. We're going to talk about that. Central banks throughout the world, these smart guys, these other central banks are buying gold right? Buying gold at the highest rates they've ever bought. One of the top uh, guys on Wall Street, that I respect and known for years, put out his newsletter, said the first time he says, gold's not a conspiracy anymore. It's unbelievable. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that. I know it. I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. And I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next check checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com, that's fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon, that's promo code Bannon, at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today.
1: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Ban.
0: Okay, go to birchgold.com slash war to get the end of the dollar empire. Now we hear Argentina's joining the crowd. Uh, throughout the world, they're doing this. The old, and we're going to talk to Dave Walsh. The petrodollar is a thing of the past as they try to move into a basket of currencies or to the one. This is going to impact your life. The, debt, the third installment, totally free, birchgold.com slash Bannon, is called The Debt Trap. This will get you totally immersed and up to speed on all the nomenclature and the process when we talk about this debt ceiling fight. We're, we're not here to make you the most interesting person at the backyard barbecue or in the stands at the Little League game or at the dinner parties you go to. You will be that. We, we commit to you. We'll get you the information to be that. But it's because you're the creditors committee to save your country. The U.S. dollar is inextricably linked to this uh, destruction of our republic and our freedom. Uh, and we've got to get, we make, must make sure the populace, the population understands this. Uh, because this debt ceiling fight is going to be ongoing, ongoing. This What, what the, McCarthy put up, and I do give a hat tip, he was able to pull it together and put it up in Biden's face. Politico said, remember the headline said they were stunned, and then Politico took down that part of the... Headline because the White House went nuts. They never thought they'd get to anything. And it's obviously Philip Patrick and everyone Rossell. It just cut um, the rate of growth of out-of-control spending. We know eventually we're going to have to get to cut the programs because it's just not the revenues, and these deficits are going to be bigger than ever. That fights upon it. We have to be cunning, and we have to be sophisticated, okay? And that's what we're trying to do. Philip Patrick, I, I want to go because the BRICS and everyday Foreign Policy magazine had the front-page article the other the lead story, the rest of the world's coming, they used to laugh at the worm. they ain't laughing anymore. And they no. said, hey, what used to be looked at as crazy talk, the BRICS are actually organizing. And what I say, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're seeing the natural resource guys, the global south, that have mm-hmm. the natural resources, particularly oil and natural gas. And they're sitting there and they're going, hey, these guys are giving me Federal Reserve notes and I got to convert everything into it. And they're doing a rolling devaluation on me. I kind of mm-hmm. get it now, I see what they're doing. So how about this? How about I have my central bank start buying gold? I've got the national resources. We bind together in something. And, you know, I mentioned OPEC and, and Dave Walsh wants to spit on the floor. They, they got, they're going to have an OPEC in everything, and every resource. And correct me if I'm wrong, you're the expert, I'm not. They're building a gold-backed uh, economy with resources in and gold. And, and Putin, who is supposed to be out of business, pegged the ruple to gold. Correct. And he seems like he's doing okay. So so what is is the global south finally wised up? Because remember, all those guys went to Harvard and Stanford and and, and mm-hmm. uh and University of Chicago. They got plenty of guys running numbers and they're hiring McKinsey and Boston Consulting Group all the time. So so Philip, when I see central banks buying gold in a record level on 22, and they're starting off 23 in a record level, and I've got hedge fund guys that have always said the gold thing, you gold bugs or a bunch of conspiracy theorists, they're putting out reports now know. saying, hey, look. The the numbers so big that somebody's got to take this seriously. Philip Patrick.
1: Yeah, listen, it, it, it's a big problem. De-dollarization is picking up steam globally. As we, we mentioned, Brazil and Argentina signed agreements uh, this week with China to pay for imports in yuan rather than dollars. And this is, I think, the latest in, in China's efforts to undermine the dollar's do, uh, dominance. Um, it's a big big problem. Now, I don't think the Chinese yuan is ready to be the global reserve currency. It's still manipulated. It's pegged rather than the free-floating or priced only by the market. But strategic rivals like China and Russia, regional powers like India and Brazil, they're realizing that China, I think, has a lot to offer, maybe more so in their eyes than the US right now. That is very, very concerning. Now, short-term, what are central governments doing? They're buying gold. Our enemies are pegging their currency to gold. You rightly pointed out uh, Putin did that with the ruble. It immediately stabilized the ruble. Even our allies are doing the same. We're seeing an increase in in, in central bank gold holdings amongst our allies, too, for the same reason that you mentioned. We're watching this rolling uh, devaluation of the dollar, and it's a problem for our allies as well as our enemies. It's a complete disaster. We are slowly losing grip on global reserve currency status. And as we've said before, Nations do not come back from that. It is significant. And this, in the space of two or three years, it's unbelievable.
0: It's one thing for Argentina. It's another thing for Malaysia, even Brazil, to say, I want to look at an alternative to the dollar. When you have Iraq doing 40-year output deals, when you have Persia doing 40 put output deals, the <laughs> CCP, when you have House of Saud doing it, uh, when you have uh, these big uh, – uh, control entities of oil and gas, all of a sudden say, we're not gonna use uh, petrodollars, we're gonna use the yuan. How sir? you've been in this all your life. How shocking is it how quickly it's happened? And by the way, we know they're gonna cheat. The yuan's not prepared to do that, but it's directionally what our problem is.
4: Steve, I think think you're understating it. I think it's more than the global south. When you look at the countries really aligned with the net zero decarbonization philosophy, I, I, I get nine, Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, the U.S. and Canada, Uh, um, 13, 13 countries, 170 countries representing over 6.2 billion people not on board with this decarbonization. Slow down and
0: give me that again, because this is the key point. Net zero carbon, these these advanced democracies or economies, the information economies want to go to net zero.
4: 13 countries. 13 countries. in Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, U.S., Canada. All of the rest, including some that surprise some, Japan. A lot of rhetoric about this, of course, participate in the G7 meetings such as happened in Sapporo 10 days ago. A lot of hand-waving, but the reality, my dear friends in Japan built 13 coal plants in the last five years, commissioned 13 coal plants to replace the short-term capacity hiccup with Fukushima, Yeah, are going to
0: restart all the new... Suck on that, right? (laughs) They're telling you what they're doing. And
4: recommit to their Sakhalin Island LNG deal, which was a good deal for them. It's nearby LNG. It's only 400 kilometers away. It's uh, 13 bucks a decatherm. They can't get that price from us. Ours is too far away, the Covas Point facility that they have a big uh, stake in uh, commitment wise. They, they buy uh, 10% so of their the So the non net zero
0: guy's telling you right now we control the resources and the world's population, essentially. Right. We're going to go to some sort We we don't want the, the, the petrodollar, and particularly the dollar, you're doing devaluations because you can't control. Plus, you've got this radical plant that clearly is not going to work, right. and we're not going to be party to that.
4: Right. Another one's India. India does give happy talk about net zero decarbonization. However, 80 percent of its primary power generation is coal and it's growing. And in the last two months with the European boycott, India has the Indian oil corporation has tripled down on its procurement of crude from Russia in the last two months at very preferential prices. Forty. We hear forty two, forty five bucks a barrel. They are very committed to the use of fossil fuels to promote that. They've got the biggest country in the world, biggest need for growth. This is at, at the core of industrial growth. Fossil fuels cannot be bifurcated from growing an economy. They're, all, they're on board. So they'll, they'll talk about this, but the reality, they're not involved. Phil, Philip not sure. Patrick,
0: do you, do you, are you buying into mm-hmm. that theory of Dave Walsh? you got the net carbon advanced economies the politically correct, right? The 13 uh, uh, British Empire, former empire, Western Europe and the United States – and then you got the rest of the world and the rest of the world sitting there going their central banks are going, hey, I've got natural resources. Maybe I go get some gold and not hold as many dollars as is, is there any is there any lineup? That, is there any correlation to that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think there's there's definitely a direct correlation there. And listen, the the numbers are staggering. Last year, central banks bought uh, one thousand one hundred and thirty six tons of gold. That is the most gold bought by central bank banks in a given year since records begun. Right? It, it it is unprecedented, and it's for the reasons that we mentioned. There is a direct correlation there, without question. How can
0: how can we Philip, if you first, I'll go to Dave. How can we have a radical transformation? Because here's what's happening. We're going to have an example of a state that's going to blow your mind in a second. How can we have a radical transformation of an industrial economy that's not really debated and talked about? Because you never see a debate about this, really. Uh, it's kind of in the, the mindset of the elites. At the same time, had this massive, massive welfare state. In an economy that, that, that's collapsing, we continue to spend and nobody really wants to stand up to it. At the same time, the world is sitting there going, we're not buying into this anymore. We see what you guys are doing and we think you're irresponsible. Philip Patrick, first you and then Dave Walsh.
1: Well, look, it, it's just a frightening prospect. And I think it's a reflection on, on where this country has, has descended to under Biden. Even our allies now are saying, hey, maybe we shouldn't follow the US blindly. Look at what Macron was saying just a couple of weeks ago. But this in on itself is very, very concerning. I think generally nations are looking at the West as fat, spoiled and weak. And now's the time to make their moves. And we're seeing that on a from a currency standpoint, um, uh, from a military standpoint, it, it, you know, the West is looking weak and, and our enemies are taking action now. It's, it, it's a big problem. Dave Walsh.
4: Well, we can talk about, uh, I mean, the South Carolina example. Uh, but this is happening in many, many, many of our states. The South Carolina is a repository, a great recipient of a tremendous amount of foreign investment, particularly from Germany, in terms of chemical plants and, and most notably car plants largely because, among other things, of historically very high German electricity costs at roughly four and a half times those prevalent in South Carolina. South Carolina has enjoyed about 11 cents a kilowatt hour, uh, lower 20% of the U.S. in cost for electricity. Germany, before the crisis, four and a half cents, 45 cents, four and a half times more. German chemical plants, auto plants have come to South Carolina. They've come in part because of the energy cost being preferential. However. Now we've got the State House mandating that a lot of the regional utilities such as the Santee Cooper in the Midlands, but 250,000 South Carolinians are supported by the Santee Cooper utility. The the State House is commanding that they be net zero by 2050, which means they're going to spend, Santee Cooper alone, $15 billion on transitioning two great coal plants, the Wiena and Cross plants, generating about collectively 3,400 megawatts of electricity, 61% of their base be eliminated. By 2032, and displaced with about 17% solar, wind, and the balance with gas-fired technology, at a cost to ratepayers in the Midlands of about 15 billion dollars. You're, to transition you're, off you're saying
0: a Republican state? Because Republican that's a state house pushing
4: this. That has yes. two
0: folks that are running for president: Nikki yeah. Haley and Tim Scott. The State House is pu- pushing a net zero carbon.
4: Yeah, and this plan and will push electricity costs for ratepayers in the Carolina, South Carolina up by a factor of two and a half by 2050 and ruin its competitive advantage for industry. Short commercial
0: break. We're in Delvinol. I got Dave Walsh in studio. Philip Patrick from Birch Gold joins us, uh, and we're going to get break it all down when we return to war. Room. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue
1: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Okay, uh, welcome back. Uh, Philip Patrick, um, the the central banks buying all this gold, and even the guys on Wall Street, I know a bunch of head funds are putting up 30%, 40% of their portfolios in precious metals. What does that mean? Because I think one of the reasons people see this is they don't think, still, we're serious about getting control of our debt, uh, the deficits, uh, what they're looking at, even with the Republican situation, that's a three and a half dollar lift to the debt ceiling. We're going to hit that by the fall or by January, February. They even put a thing on of March next year. And we're going to be right back to the table with the same situation. Nobody's got the political will to cut the spending. Correct. So where does that put us? Because this is kind of a unique time in history. You know, Nixon went off. Uh, the gold standard in, in, in the early 70s, and now the world looks like it's going back to it. Where, where do you think this puts us, given the fact we haven't shown the discipline yet to be able to to, to, to make these cuts? And I'm going to get, and, 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 and uh, Brother Walsh is going to get into this un, more craziness on net carbon zero, where we're actually taking an industrial society like Germany has, and we're kind of de industrializing in front of our eyes. That's what we're doing. That's the, when they say net carbon zero, it's de industrialization. Philip Patrick.
1: Uh, listen, it's, it's, it's exactly spot on. And if we're watching central governments around the world buying gold at the levels that they are, it is a vote against the U.S. dollar. And I think it's for the reason that you mentioned. They understand that right now the U.S. is not serious about reducing debt. They're going to continue down the path of money printing. And we all know where that ends. It, it ends in a, in a dollar that is significantly devalued. Gold and the dollar have an inverse relationship, right? So this is is the way that central governments hedge against their currency exposure using gold. And uh, like I said, it's a bet against the US dollar. And until we can get our stuff together, I think it's going to continue down that path. And we all know where that ends. So it's a dangerous situation. Governments are hedging their exposure using gold. And I think individuals heading into the year need to think about doing the same thing because it's a dangerous path that we're heading down. And it only ends one way.
0: Have you seen, as the, as the analyst over there at Birch Gold, have you seen anything in our budgetary process, anything is debate to date, that shows you that there's the political will right now, given – and I give a hat tip to McCarthy, put the opening bit – but that there's any political will with the Senate, the the White House, the media to really get the nation's finances in order,
1: sir? No, the, the answer is not really. Even the, the bill that McCarthy put forward, I think he had to do it because anything else would – would have been met with with an immediate no, but uh, I think he had to put forward a bill that, that, that would appeal to the Democrats. This does, it doesn't really curb spending dramatically, and there's no will on the side of the Democrats at this point to accept it. So across the board, it doesn't look that way. We need something more dramatic as we know. I think this was a starting point, but it's a reflection of, of a lack of political will to curb spending on both sides, I think.
0: Now and look, we got GDP now at 1.1% growth. We got core inflation still up. You're getting to stagflation. Bloomberg's getting the Correct. headlines that we've been talking about for months and months Correct. and months. Now, this is why I need people to do two things. Number one, you are the chairman of the credit screen. You've got to get up to speed on this whole debt ceiling. We talk about it every day. But we've got Philip and I have put together something. We've been and I'm really proud of the fact that we started it months ago, knowing that this yeah. would be a big deal. And it's I say it's like riffing today's headlines. So go to Birchgold.com slash Bannon. You get the end of the dollar empire. It's not that we want the end of the dollar empire, but we're hurtling towards it. And the natural resource holders throughout the world are telling you they're voting with their they're making decisions every day. They're voting with their feet. Central banks are voting with their feet by gold. These guys are saying, I want to do transactions, something else besides the dollar. The de-dollarization process has started. Even Foreign Policy magazine says that. So go to Birchgold.com slash Bannon. You get the third in the series, free installment. The uh, the debt trap, but you also get the first couple of politics of money. At the end of the dollar is a prime reserve currency. And you can go get all the information on your IRA or 401k or just talk to one of Phillips guys about precious metals. Now, I, I'm not here to give you financial advice, but I'm here to give you access to information you have to immerse yourself in. This is a homework assignment. Like I said, people are going to work weekends now because we're in a crisis. Philip, uh, how do people get to you and how do they follow you?
1: Yes, it's really simple on getter uh, at Philip Patrick on getter. Uh, And again, for information on precious metals, birchgold.com forward slash Bannon.
0: And you get to all you can get an analyst. By the way, is the GDP, the number coming out of the Atlanta Fed at 1.1 percent? Does that or the overall number and the other ones that kind of called it is how much does that concern you?
1: It's a, it's, it's a huge concern. Listen, there are no numbers at the moment coming out of anywhere that are positive. I have not seen a, a situation like this in the U.S. in my lifetime. And the path that we're heading down is, is a disaster. No surprise with the GDP number, uh, but, but, but not encouraging.
0: OK, I want everybody to go over and check out one of Philip's guys over the weekend and get somebody on the phone and start talking to him about precious metals. Philip Patrick Birchgold, thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for helping me with the debt trap. Make sure everybody goes there today to get it. Uh, I wanted to go back and talk about the specifics because this is the insanity. We are de- – first off, the world's in a de-dollarization de- process. You know why? Because they know we're not serious about taking care of a financial situation. So de-dollarization is also a subset of a de-industrialization. They see the advanced democracies. They see the advanced industrial West deindustrializing with really no plan. You agree. And, and no yeah. real intellectual. I want you to walk through and pop these charts. I want to spend a couple of minutes on South Carolina because this is not some radical state. This is South Carolina, which has had the Mercedes plants. And I mean, Nikki Haley makes her campaign on how she's brought in foreign investment to South Carolina. They did it because of a, a great workforce, a great regulatory environment and cheap en- and plentiful and cheap energy. And now you have they're actively making decisions today. And these decisions you can't unwind. Correct? These are massive decisions that are tough to unwind. Walk me through it. I want to show that chart.
4: The very long-term effects. Just to close off on the Santee Cooper example. Santee Cooper is in the middle of a fast growth area, 2.2% to 2.5% per year population growth. They'll need 80 million megawatt hours of electricity produced by 2050, clearly. As the population grows. As the population and industry grows. This plan that converts their, their coal capacity over to solar, wind, and a little bit more gas results in a 38% shortage in megawatt hours that they'll need to facilitate just a 2.2% per annum population growth that they've been experiencing for the last 10 years and more industry showing up they'll be 38% short so that puts them in because the because of plentiful cheap energy uh, and they have and they yes. have that now that's They're,
0: what i'm saying that's what's drawing people because of the cost of living's lower there's plentiful jobs all of that
4: and the statehouse plan is to eliminate that by eliminating the coal resource and then t- turning the place into saying, beggar they neighbor. They'll then have to go to Duke Energy and other regional utilities. But But this is the problem with this now. The regional and national utilities are all doing the same thing. They're no longer building capacity for their neighbors. They're doing the same as this. They're displacing a lot of coal and nuclear assets with very part-time intermittent renewables causing a shortfall in electricity across the board, meaning Duke Energy, as in the past, they might be there to support this deficit, will not be, because they're doing exactly the same thing. They're shortening their their net megawatt supply because of the introduction of all of this part-time stuff. Renewables, solar that's about 18% of the time operational, wind that on land is only about 37% of the time operational. When you displace nuclear and coal with that, you've got a power shortage. So there, there will be nowhere for the Santee Cooper ratepayers to go to make up the deficit of 38 percent that this plan will bring them. Nationally, nationally, it's identical. When you look across the country, if we have we have a quick minute, I've got a chart. It's, uh, I'll, I'll describe it. Give it, it direct, that to that
0: camera right there.
4: Going to be hard to see it. See this camera right here, right there. This this okay. is the, uh, the the national yep. picture of a stacked bar chart of what's happening to electrical capacity in the country. It starts where we are today, about 1,150 gigawatts of power in all of our power plants collectively, growing to— Is that—that's— That's, that, that's that, where here, we here start. We are right here, and that's where we are. And we're we end on. over okay. here, supposedly, at I 1,650. Like tr- I don't like that chart. Tr- what's that yellow? What's the, like we're growing. What's the yellow? But what we're doing here—and the, <laughs> the consultants are doing this. McKinsey, Booz Allen, Anderson Consulting, they're so doing it, give this. Give me still a close-up on that. They're adding yeah. solar, which runs 18% of the time, and yes. wind that runs 38% it's of the fantasy. time, as whole values— of 530 uh, gigawatts to the beginning total, when really when you restate these for their actual use, for their actual capacity, the wind and solar on average r- run only 20% of the time. So yep. when you fracture are. those numbers down, you're really at about 151 it's a fantasy. gigawatts. It's a fantasy. You're replacing all you're doing here for, a, this is, I call it the trillion-dollar trip. Yep. The cost of this trip to the nation is a trillion dollars of shutting down 130, 70% of our coal resource Shutting right. down more of our nuclear resource and displacing it with an equivalent amount in energy production hold, hold, of part-time. Hold, hold it up. The wind Tr- and Trump, solar.
0: the basis of Trump economics is full spectrum energy dominance. Okay? What you see right here is not doable. What did Rosendale say at the top of the show? They got they they the one up in Montana, the wind farm in Montana has got heavy government subsidies. All yeah. of this means you're going to have massive subsidies to
4: make these things work, Right? Correct? There's $350 billion of taxpayer money to, to support the wind and solar. And inside of the solar and the battery storage, small increment here, $400 billion of Chinese procurement of thin-film PV solar panels and lithium-ion okay. batteries from China to facilitate Ge- this tiny growth okay. in electricity capacity.
0: Geostrategically, we're good. Geostrategically, I want to go back to you. And this, by the way, there's an internal logic to de-dollarization. There's an internal logic why people are looking for precious metals now as a hedge against this. This they see as insanity. Your thing about there's 13 nations, the advanced post-industrial information economy uh, countries that are on this net zero carbon kick. And the rest right. of the world with 6 billion people and the vast majority of resources are going, that's insanity. First of all, they're not gonna be buyers of ourselves, so why should we support it? We're gonna go a different direction. And the number one thing we gotta do is get off the US dollar in the Swift system because they got a chokehold on us, right? right. And, and and that's why they're buying so much gold is to back up also their, their currencies, which obviously could don't measure up. And people say, Steve, how do you say this? Because the trade off of the dollar loss versus the currency is not that. It's it's to natural resources. That's the comparison you have to make. This we're th- this is treacherous and this is what our elites this is where our elites are driving. And I'm telling you, if you're a working-class person or a middle-class person, if you're a person under 40 years old, just project out what 2050 is going to look like. But that That's a fantasy. That is a fantasy. They will not be able to produce the type of cheap, plentiful energy we've had, correct?
4: No, right. The, the end of this journey, this trillion-dollar journey, lands us in electrical capacity at exactly where we are today. No change. While we're going to have 19.5% population growth per normal, in that time period, about two percent per year, hopefully GDP growth in that time period, you're not going usually growth. translates right. to electricity need. This takes us to a flat a net zero change in electricity outcome. No new electricity. While we're talking about EV well, adoption, we're talking about gas to electricity. This is conversion. why there's
0: no national debate on this. This is why you've never had a national. One thing about the McCarthy plan I do like is they start to question some of these assumptions. Not enough, but we got to get better.
4: And the trillion dollars spent by utilities winds up being private debt because they'll finance 70% of that. Okay. $700 billion Real quick, is, is one of the, the
0: reasons the utilities debt. and other consultants in state house pushing yeah. this because of the churn, there's a lot of money to be made by well, a lot of people here, not the middle class or working class, but somebody's going to make... Uh,
4: a ton of money on this in in the states with regulated generation utilities. They unfortunately they are motivated to like this because they get a in those states a guaranteed rate of return on their capex that comes faster than the return they get on their operating cost spending. Meaning uh, when Nextera or Duke Energy invests in yeah. new capacity, that's dollarized, they get a dollarized 9%, 8 to 9% guaranteed rate of return on that dollar investment they make, independent of the low energy capacity it may have.
0: If you vote for this, you hear about de-dollarization. This is called pauperization. You're going to be a pauper. This is the Russian surf model. Jackie, if you're under 40 years old, vote for this crap. Don't say nobody warned you, because we're warning you here. Short commercial break. Dave Walsh, I'm going to go to the board. i got Ben Burkwam to see what's in store for you With Title 42 lifts next in the war room. Right now, many Americans are feel, feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable. Crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself. And that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to drive fire practice with your actual firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app. Load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers including 223 so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus, get free shipping with the offer code bannon when you go to itargetpro.com or right now. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. I, targetpro.com, and the offer code is Bannon. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, You also receive a free air quality monitor plus fast free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com code Steve. ekpure.com code Steve.
1: This new one looks pretty good. Really? Did
4: you know Ron DeSantis backed deep cuts to Social Security and Medicare? Ron DeSantis?
1: Yeah. He voted to cut Social Security or Medicare not once, not twice, but three times. DeSantis even tried to raise the retirement age to 70. I thought DeSantis was one of the good ones, but he's just another career politician. America needs Trump. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: Man, welcome back! I got a I got a laugh out of Dave Walsh, man. That's a, that's that's saying something. It's a good spot, Governor DeSantis. Uh, you got to come home and you got to answer that one on Social Security. By the way, go to Trump Forty uh, Five bookscom This thing's extraordinary. Uh, it's a document of the great and good of the late twentieth century and early twenty first century. And man, it is funny. It's touching. It's you see a human. You see the human side of President Trump. You've got all the sports stars, the culture stars, letters they wrote to him. Responses he gave, and he's got then commentary and observations. It's incredible. Make sure you put in promo code WARM. Everybody gives WARM a special deal. Here you get free shipping, and hey, the thing weighs a ton. So you're going to, it's a coffee table book, it's a uh, conversation piece, it's a great gift for Mother's Day or Father's Day. Okay, you're going to, and by the way, put it on the coffee table. It'll list a lot of comments, and you get some friends over there, flip through it. Uh, They'll see a different side. To President Trump. So that's 45books.com and make sure you put in a word for free shipping and handling. Do that today. Get all over top of it. Uh, I want to go to Anthony Aguero. Uh, Anthony, you're in B-ville. Tell us uh, the uh, Title 42 is going to come off. Uh, Andy Biggs told us that c- uh, the the uh, uh, administration or people there are telling f- officials in Arizona, Customs of Border are telling officials in Arizona, 700,000 to a million. Amnesty speakers, asylum speakers, or illegal aliens are on the northern border of Mexico from Tijuana to Beeville, and they're getting ready to come across. Give me your assessment, sir.
2: They're already coming across, Steve. This has been no deterrent. The fact that Title 42 is still in place has been no deterrent. For the majority of the people that we see behind us are predominantly from Venezuela. And right behind us, we see a building that is operating as an NGO, which is part of the city of Brownsville. They are basically acting as a middleman with all of the migrants that are being dropped off here by DHS and CBP. So as they get dropped off here, they give the migrants a list of hotel rooms that they, that is available to them. And the migrants go online on their phones that have been given to them by our government. And they are able to find that the prices online are about a $40 to $50 discrepancy. So this particular location is overcharging migrants to be let out of their facility. So the migrants are getting really impatient. Some of them were allowed to come out of the building because they have no money. And these people are now homeless living in the streets because there is no plan in place out here other than stacking them in hotel rooms that they have already totally. chosen that, for them,
0: that and same thing with the that, bus line that your, that your government's paying for. Ben, at two o'clock from Austin, you, Anthony, what, tell us what we're going to see in Real America's Voice. What the lineup's going to be? Why is it important for people to watch today?
4: Yeah, later today, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Real America's Voice News. We're we're booking up there right now to Austin, but we're still down here. Matamoros real quick. I I just want to show you this to answer the question. uh, Does Joe Biden, do they know what's happening? I just want to show you that excavator right there is making a pathway. This would have been like on D-Day if the Germans would have invited the landing craft to come on shore. We're making it easier because they know what's coming. We're going to be talking about that tomorrow, 2 to 5, or excuse me, today, this afternoon, 2 to 5 p.m. in Austin, Texas, Real America's Voice News will be there me and anthony and the rest of the team
0: you, you and anthony gonna be there we have got lara logan's gonna speak a chip roy's gonna speak this is an all-star cast and it's how many more is the question how many more and this is really driven by the state of texas but it's it's the entire country correct that's exactly right sir it's the entire country it's a rally by the way you and anthony anthony real quickly what's your social media how do people follow your your uh, your reporting sir
2: they can find me on Getter, sir, at RealAnthony. And please follow our Rumble account at BorderWars on Rumble, Steve.
0: Thank you, brother. Uh, ben, how do people get to you? Well.
4: At Ben Burkwam on all social media and frontlineamerica.com. And we just set up a Substack, stack, Frontline America, that'll be up there. If it's not up today, it'll be up very soon.
0: You're uh, doing the Lord's work, uh, gentlemen. Look forward to the rally this afternoon. Thank you very much. R- right here on Real America's Voice. Stick around. Thank you, sir. Um, by the way we 're going to start uh, we're going to have um, we're going to have Monica Crowley we got Todd Bensman this is a this is what we did that kind of got overseen overblown by the president Trump uh, speech in New hampshire you 've got to see this uh, Todd Bensman is going to be talking about title forty two being short of a seven hundred thousand to a million uh, potential invasion on the southern border and Monica Crowley will be here with senior uh, executive in the Trump administration, the Treasury Department. To go through the administrative state, the war on Trump, and all of it. You're not going to miss that the second hour of the morning show. Make sure you go to mypillow.com, promo code warroom right now. You got to keep the production lines open. You got the topper 2.0 that'll help you sleep the sleep of the just. This is the mattress topper plus the new MyPillow 2.0 that'll both cool you down and have you at the right kind of elevation for your head. So go check it out mypillow.com, promo code warroom. Got about a minute. Walsh, I'm going to get you back. One thing I want to hold that you're you're saying that the consultants and the people making money of this are lying to the American people and lying to representatives. This trillion dollar trip you call it, it will be worse than that, and people are getting bad information right now.
4: Yeah, what what they're doing is adding as whole values the wind and solar at about 520 gigawatts that are actually restated for their useful time that they operate. Really, only about 151 gigawatts, or 70 percent less adding that to whole values of nuclear and coal that run all the time. You can't do that. So when you do that, you wind up, I call it net zero. We're at the same net position in 2030 on electricity generation as we are today not to mention we'll have nineteen and a half half popula- percent population growth, hopefully nineteen to twenty percent GDP growth between now and then. We'll need a lot more electricity yeah. before we get to EVs. At, at, and
0: at Harvard Business School, we would say Walsh just cracked the case. Yeah. We're gonna have you back and, in particular.
4: The, the yeah. net result will be aluminum making, iron and steel making, petrochemical plants, chemical plants, ammonia plants for fertilizer, chemical plants, plastic and polymer plants will move offshore into the 170 yeah. countries that do embrace to, carbon fuels. Not to the 13. They won't be able to afford to yeah. be here.
0: Trump, uh, uh, by the way, 45books.com. Put water in. You get a discount, free shipping. Look at that. that This thing is amazing. The conversation piece, you're going to have a fantastic time with it. The new book about President Trump, by President Trump. Also, mypillow.com. Make sure you go there. And Birch Gold, you got it down. we got homework assignments. Everybody works. got another whole hour coming up. Everybody's got to work. If you're going to save your country, save the Republic. I also want to go into live chats. Does, does Dave, Walsh, Dave Walsh, Tom Brokau, uh, Doppelganger? Is that his doppelganger? Unbelievable. Walsh, thank you so much. Thanks, Dave. Dave. Walsh is a good man. Okay, stick around for the next hour. War Room, Monica Crowley, Todd Bensman. Strap in. We're here. See you then. Starting the new year, how will you prepare yourself, friends, and family? In the news, you're seeing constant government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflicts, natural disasters, and the never-ending assault on our security and privacy. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why over the last year, I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communications stay private. They're one of America's largest satellite companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, Satellite Phone Store has a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com/bannon. That is sat s a t 123.com/bannon. Get a Bivy Stick or an Inmarsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Remember, That you get a bivvy stick or a Marsat satellite phone included with an annual agreement. Now, Satellite Phone Store's customer support team is located in the United States of America and can help you pick the best plan for you. Go to sat.com right now. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Sat123.com slash Bannon. And get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That is sat123.com slash Bannon, sat123.com slash Bannon. Get it today. Take action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplug Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone